Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Big words. Powerful words. Inspiring words. I love to see a good wordsmith. I don't know about you guys, but I I love to hear and to listen to somebody who can really put words together just perfectly, absolutely perfectly. They can toy with the words. They can make the words almost come alive as they speak and as they talk, as they discuss whatever it is that they're there to discuss. I love listening to a great wordsmith, a person who is truly skilled and gifted at their craft, who can really put words together just right. But if there's one thing I've learned over the years, over the years as a preacher, over the years of of being able to kind of present and preach sermons, it's that while it can be very important to be good with your words, and it can be very important to be a good wordsmith to some degree, what's more important is what you actually say. A lot of people are really gifted at words. They're really gifted at putting everything together. But then by the time they're done with it all, after listening to this great and wonderful speech, you're left wondering what did they really say anyway. The words were big and inspiring, but at the end of the day, they weren't really all that important. Oh, I love to listen to them. I love to hear them. But when I walk and leave the room, I don't feel like much has changed. No, what's more important, what's more important is to use words that matter. When you're preaching a sermon, the people in the pew don't really care if you use a bunch of big fancy words if it doesn't matter. They care about what matters. They care about what's going to happen tomorrow. They care about what's going on in their lives with their pain and their sorrow and their happiness and their joy with their struggles that they have. They worry about what's going to happen later when they're sitting down for lunch and they have an orange and a a sandwich and their cats and dogs are all around. That's when all of a sudden those words begin to sink in and and it has importance and meaning. Today is LWML Sunday, a Sunday that we set aside for the organization of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League, an important organization, but it's important words. Words that have importance. You see, Paul is is not one to to shy away from big words, from important words. And there are several texts where where Paul shows his mastery to some degree of language and how he kind of pieces things together. But what's more important to Paul, more important than all the wordsmithing out there, is the person that's going to read it. The person that's going to hear it. He uses words, but they're hard words, and they're challenging words. Words like condemnation, that's a hard word. We don't even like to say that word, do we? We don't like the word condemnation. And we definitely don't like to apply it to people. We will if we have to, but we try really hard not to. We condemn actions. When somebody does something wrong, we condemn that action, but we rarely condemn the actual person. Until the person really shows themselves to be that kind of person. Then we might condemn the person. But otherwise, we avoid it. We'll condemn the actions, but never the person. And I think part of the reason for that is because deep down, when you get down to our very core, we know we deserve it. 
oh, we can compare ourselves to other people and say we don't deserve that. But anytime we start reading about our Heavenly Father, anytime we start thinking and dwelling about our God who is in heaven, we have to admit, we have not done a lot of good, but we have done a lot of bad. We are worthy of condemnation. And so that word can be harsh to us. It can be a hard word, one that we don't like to say or to speak. But yet, Look at how Paul uses it. Paul doesn't, Paul doesn't bring up condemnation to say, yeah, we're condemned, but instead the exact opposite. Through the very work of Christ Jesus, through the very work of our Lord and Savior, who can condemn us? If God who justifies doesn't condemn us through the very work and action of Christ Jesus, then who can? Who can possibly condemn us? If God himself doesn't, through Christ Jesus. Paul doesn't just stop there, though. He uses other words. Words like separation. That's another word that's hard for us. We don't even like to hear it. We don't even like to think about it. Separating and and being separated and all those big words that kind of go along with those, those scary words. But even in this word, even with the word separation, Paul doesn't use it in the way that we're normally thinking. Instead, he poses the question, who can possibly separate us from the love of God? If we have a heavenly father who does not distance himself, but draws closer to us, who can possibly separate us from him? You see, deep down, it's just like condemnation. We know God should walk away from us. We know that that's what we deserve. And all too often, we're the ones pushing Him. All too often, we're the ones who try to push God away through our sin. We try to push God away through what we do, through what we think. But yet, God draws closer. Our Heavenly Father pulls us in closer through the very work of Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, our Lord draws closer. And if our God draws closer, then who can separate us from the very love of God? Who can possibly separate us? And then Paul poses the question. More words, more big words. We are more than conquerors. I love it. It kind of has that sound of victory. Now, he doesn't actually use the word victory in our text today. But yet, if you look at it, if you look at all the text, it's what he's talking about. In fact, it doesn't even start here. This is just kind of the, almost like the capstone, if you will. He actually starts way back in Romans 6 when he starts talking about baptism and how through baptism we are connected to Christ Jesus. We are connected to his death. We are connected to his resurrection. And that through Him, through Christ, we are victorious. We are more than conquerors. Yes, we are victorious, but not necessarily because of us. We're not victorious because we did great things. We're not victorious because we've earned it. We are victorious because Christ Jesus died for us. That through Him, we would have forgiveness of our sins. We would have salvation. These are big words. These are powerful words. These are words that matter. 
They're words that when we go home later today, they will impact our lives and they will continue to impact our lives forever. They are big words. The LWML, the Lutheran Women Missionary League. It's an important organization. An organization that's an acronym that, that stands for that LWML, that Lutheran Women's Missionary League. But they're powerful words. An organization that is built around confession, faith, and promise and practice. Not just confession, a statement of faith, the Lutheran aspect, but also what they intend to do, the mission. It's an organization built around the mission of the church. Now, there's lots of organizations that are built around the mission of the church. There are all kinds of organizations, but this one has at its core that faithful mission of giving the gospel to others. Something that as Christians, all of us are called to do. Not just if we're, not just if we're in the LWML, but all of us as Christians are called to spread the gospel. All of us as Christians are called to tell other people about Jesus, to tell other people about these big and important words. But it is an organization that can be helpful. And that could help and guide as you move forward with that. But ultimately it comes down to this. Our Lord and Savior wants those promises, wants those words, those big words, those important words to get out. Not just to you, but to even those that are outside of our doors. Even those that are outside along our path, upon our walk of life. Other people need to hear about Jesus in his name. Amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, please stand.